I'm Steph. I am Emma. And this is... Don't Believe It! Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to lightest woo. Yeah, but snaps for Emma for turning up. Like, well, yeah. good job. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, beer. I was gonna yeah, get. Beer. I was just gonna get started then. Yeah. That's not right. Let's We've have got to have a beer. Okay. So I've I'm from the Isle of Wight, guys. Um, and as you would know from my haunted hometowns episode, Something. insert here. <laughs> We're never going to insert that there. No, we're not, no. <laughs> You'll have to figure it out, yeah. or unless you already know. Anyway, I'm from the Isle of Wight, just been to the Isle of Wight, seen my family for Christmas, and I got a load of beers from there, so we're going to have some Isle of Wight brewed beers. Now, our first beer today is from Yates Brewery in Sandown in the Isle of Wight. When I googled Yates Brewery, I got all excited because it had two suggestions. One was the one on the Isle of Wight, mm-hmm. and then another one was Wickton in... In Cumbria. No, stop. In it. But That's where I went to school. Big sad, it closed in 2017. I was going to say, I have no memory of a place called Sandown. No, babe, no. Yates Brewery. Sandown oh. is on the Isle of Wight. Oh. Where the first... That's where the red squirrels are, isn't it? Uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't pay attention to squirrels. <laughs> Maybe I should. Yeah, so there was one in Wigton in Cumbria, but it closed in 2017. Huh. Um. So today we're going to be having the Isle of Wight Lager, which is 4.2% pale golden refreshing lager brewed with SARS hops. Oh. Yeah, whatever that is. Oh. Um, with a crisp and light finish. Mm. Okay. Mm. Sounds nice. Now, since they were established in 2000, they have won uh, 20, according to their Ooh. website, 20 awards wow. for different beers. Mm-hmm. One of them... Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a play on words of Yule, like Yule Log. Okay. So they've got a couple of Christmas beers. Um, so the one that's won the most is, I think it's Yule Be Sorry or something like that. <laughs> um, quite funny. Now they've also expanded to um, making wines and spirits and they've All called right. them corkheads. Have you heard the term corkheads before? Never. So I love white, um, I love whiteians. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's Corkheads. Oh. So Cork as in C-A-U-L-K. Oh, right. Why is that then? Because islanders would go over to Portsmouth and Southampton back in the day to help cork ships. When oh. they'd, come, they'd come into the sailing and cork ships. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And there's a, there's a joke um, or a saying where uh, you could tell if someone was from the Isle of Wight because if a ship went down, Isle of Wight people would... Um, would survive because their heads are full of cork. Oh. So they'd float. Mm. Cork heads. I Got suppose it. we're a bit... That's calling us a bit stupid, but... You're only a true cork head if three generations on each side are okay. islanders. So, I mean, that gives rise to the inbred joke as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm not inbred. My mum's from Reading. Also, that probably makes you not a cork head I'm well. not a cork head. No. I'm not a cork head, apparently. You, but there you go. Do they call them incomers there? That's what they used to call me in Dorset, an incomer, because I wasn't from there. Well, no, I am from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it's the three generations we're not yeah. with. Yep, got it. My mum's an incomer. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. Oh, lots of things. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one that was going to be slow this, this episode. So, yeah, that's what we've got. We've got Isle of White Lager from Yates Brewery. Brewed in Sandown. Looking forward to this. I feel really out of practice, you know, with this. I know, me too. (laughs) It's only been like two weeks or something. We'll get there. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, that's nice. There's a sweetness in there. Yeah. Mm. There's like a... So it just tastes like a a lager when you first start drinking it, but then there's like this... What... what, Like... uh, Inflation of flavour, almost. And then it goes a bit sweet. It's like it just sort of comes out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? I do, I do. It's like it sort of bubbles up, doesn't it? Yeah, like a wavelength. Like when someone makes a louder noise, it's almost like like that. (laughs) Like when you go, I 
aliens! Another thing. Oh, yeah. Aliens! <laughs> Forgot about aliens. I thought it maybe tasted kind of like the sweetness is sort of caramelly. Yeah. So I was trying to look on the bottle to see if there's anything, but nothing. No. Maybe that we'll look up those hops, though. Yeah. SARS. Yeah. Interesting. S-A-A-Z. SARS. I like those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe we're swiftly off. on. We are off. I'm going to start today's episode with a quote. Quote, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering programme to which I was denied access. End quote. So this quote is from David Grush, who, until recently, was the lead analyst of unexplained anomalous phenomena for the US Department of Defence, and this quote comes from his evidence at the House Oversight Committee in July 2023. Now, UAP is just another non-controversial way of saying UFO. That's right, it's aliens too, y'all! Aliens! (laughs) So, ever since this news came out and the media ran with it and essentially claimed that aliens are real and the US government has been covering up, I've been thinking, we got to do a follow-up. Oh my god, I'm so excited. (laughs) so glad. I'm so excited. (laughs) So today, I'm going to tell you about what was and what wasn't said at that congressional hearing. Okay. And I'm going to dedicate this episode to Teresa, who recommended us and appears to enjoy when we really ruin your eardrums by shouting, Aliens! Right down there. Yay! So let's go. Hi, Teresa. (laughs) Okay, so let's set the scene to how we got to this hearing. So the first well-known UFO sighting is that of Kenneth Arnold in 1947. He described seeing nine nine objects flying at high speed near Washington while he was flying his small plane. Wait, who's this, sorry? This is just Kenneth Arnold, some guy, in 1947. I'm giving you the backstory for how we got to this congressional hearing. Okay. So he described the objects as flying like saucers across water and that's what actually led to the description of a flying saucer but that's not actually what he said uh in the same year there was the roswell incident and the military came out 50 years later to say it was actually a top secret atomic espionage Mm. project Uh, project sign kicked off in 1948 which was a u.s air force program for studying ufos that program was succeeded twice by project grudge and then by project blue book and Project Blue Book ran, that's really hard to say, ran from 1952 to 1969, and it compiled more than 12,000 sightings of UFOs. Um, And that came to the end with the conclusion that nothing had come from the study that added to scientific knowledge at all. Hmm. So in the 50s and 60s, sightings around Area 51 really kicked off. We obviously now know much more about that, which you described in Aliens 1. Yes. And there were hundreds if not thousands of sightings over the years, forcing the US Air Force to put out statements saying there is no evidence of UFOs from other worlds. Mm. In 1995, Senator Harry Reid <laughs> so so um, <laughs> got the subject on the government's agenda publicly by joining the National Institute for Discovery Science, which was essentially looking into UFOs. Uh-huh. In 2004... There was the Tic Tac incident, which we're going to talk about in this episode. Mm. And then in 2007, the Pentagon launched the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which investigated modern sightings. Right. In 2017, we're ramping up now. Oh. The New York Times reported on the Pentagon's identification program. The program had actually ended in 2012, but with this reporting, public interest was renewed. In 2020, NASA scientists and astrobiologists said it was time to revisit some of the previous conclusions that there are no UFOs out there. They indicated that there were some sightings that simply could not be explained. And in response, the Pentagon launched the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, effectively changing the name from UFO to UAPs, which is what they're called these days. Mm. In 2021... The Director of National Intelligence released its assessment of decades' worth of data which aimed to classify sightings into explainable occurrences, but it left open an other category which is essentially unexplainable. The report requested more funding and more reporting. Mm -hmm. In 2022, NASA volunteered to help. And then in 2023... Former intelligence officer David Grush, who we just talked about, he came forward as a whistleblower 
alleging all kinds of crazy things going on in the government regarding UAPs and aliens. And we're going to go on and talk about some of these allegations today. He also gave an interview to News Nation with these allegations. And that's what's um, spurred on the Congressional Oversight Committee meeting where he and two other witnesses were asked to testify under oath their experience of UAPs. <clears throat> so here we go. Okay. <laughs> so the hearing was bipartisan, so it's got Democrats and Republicans. It's not just, you know, the crazy right chasing this down. And the three witnesses were David Grush, who we've mentioned. He's a former intelligence official in the Department of Defence. And his job was basically to analyse information about UAPs. But first of all, like, how the fuck do you get that job? Like, what skills do you put on your CV to get that job? Who knows? I don't know. No, I couldn't work out what he'd done before either. Like, Investigator. Well, I couldn't understand what he'd done before is more accurate. Maybe um, he's been on the search for, like, Bigfoot and stuff. No, no, he's, like, a serious person. Like, I don't know if he's ex-military or what, I'm not sure. But he's, oh. like, a serious guy. Not that, sorry, that makes it sound like Bigfoot people aren't serious people. They might have serious jobs and serious lives, but also be interested in Bigfoot, mm. as am I. Um, so he basically, he had access to all government departments, including the military, and he was there to analyse information about UAPs. So he's here as a whistleblower because, despite having the highest clearance level, he was made aware of programmes that were happening that he was denied access to and that were not being reported to Congress. Ah. So we'll go into his allegations soon. Then we've got Commander David Fravor, I think it is. Um, He describes a Tic Tac incident that we'll we'll talk about. He's a retired Navy commander who says he came forward after being sort of nagged into it by colleagues and friends who felt that with his career record and the fact that he's a very well-respected commander, his account would actually make more of a difference to those who had seen UAPs who possibly wouldn't be believed. Yeah. And then finally, there's Ryan Graves. He is the director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. And he is trying to collate reports of sightings and experiences by pilots um, in an effort to combat the stigma associated with reporting. He also describes his own sighting, which led him to start the Americans for Safe Aerospace. So I watched this hearing, all two and a quarter hours of it. And it was fucking wild to watch, right? You'd think that it'd be quite boring watching a hearing, a congressional yeah, yeah, hearing. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't just because of what was said, which was also insane, but the whole idea, like that, there's a government cover-up of aliens, that, and now it's being talked about in Congress on TV. So like it's being filmed, so anyone can watch it. That's mad. That would not happen in our parliament, would it? No, it would never get there. So the hearing, like I said, was convened because of Grush's whistleblower complaint and the interview he gave to News Nation. I tried to access that article because I think there are more salacious things in the article than what he would say. What does that mean? Uh, like, sort of, oof, you can't say that in Congress. Oh, right, okay. Like, I think there were things that he was trying not to say under oath that he ah. did say in his news note, like, because it might get him in trouble. Right, got you. Um, but I couldn't actually access the article because apparently there's some discrepancy between our data protection laws and theirs. Like, it, so uh, it wouldn't let me access it. Oh, that's bit, annoying. Yeah, really annoying. So in the hearing, each of the representatives on the committee, they go around and, and they give, like, a little speech at the beginning. And I have to say, it's pretty clear that most, though not all absolutely want to believe that there are aliens in the US government's possession and they're covering it up. Some others were like there with sort of concerns about the safety of pilots and national security, but others, they just clearly wanted to be the ones to bust the case wide open and prove the existence of aliens. Imagine if there is genuinely a Smith family with Roger the alien. What? American dad. Oh! (laughs) That would be Stan and Yeah. What's the, fish, what's the fish called again? Klaus. Mm. I've just realised why you were messing about with the volume to make sure that the shouting of aliens wasn't too bad. Yeah. I got it now. It's going to be anyway, but here yeah, we are. of course yeah. it is. So Representative Grothman, who he seemed to be like one of the leaders of this hearing, and I don't know the p- political titles here, so I'm sorry about that. Um, he was clearly very excited 
going into this. <laughs> he talked about a book he'd read as a child about uh-huh. aliens and about how information about them is covered up. And he called it the most important book. Oh. Representative Birchett, another chap who seems to be sort of leading this whole thing, he talked about, quote-unquote, the cover-up going deeper than party politics. So he's not going into this with an open mind either. Right. It was very much, aliens exist, and here are some witnesses that prove that. It wasn't like an investigation into how could these be anything else, how credible are these witnesses, what other evidence is there. But I have to say it wasn't the case for everyone on the panel. There was a Mr. Garcia... He sounded much more reasonable. He said, like, they shouldn't let ideas they already have about this to infiltrate and they should have an open mind. So let's go on to what the witnesses claimed. Cool. I'm going to save the best till last. And I'm going to start with Commander David Fravor, who claimed that in 2004, whilst he was off the coast of California, um, he was on a carrier ship. Mm -hmm. He's a pilot, but the, the planes were on the carrier ship. So the carrier ship's radar detected multiple anomalous aerial vehicles over the horizon and descending 80,000 feet in less than a second. Now, to you and me, 80,000 feet is the distance to space. So it's travelled the distance to space in a second. So he and three other pilots were dispatched to take a closer look and they saw what they described as a tic-tac, as in the suite, tic-tac, the little mints. 80,000 feet is from here to space. Mm. Apparently. That's what he said. Oh. And I feel like he's the expert. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Why did I think that planes get to, like, 100,000 feet? Yeah. Yeah, so did I, actually. Or is it just 10,000 feet? Maybe it's, like, 1,000 feet. Yeah. Wait. 1,000 <laughs> to 10,000. Maybe he said more than 80,000 <clears> feet, but um, we'll look it up afterwards. I mean, I feel like I need to do it now. Uh. Let's let's solve this. Oh my god, I thought you were doing it on Google Maps then. I thought you were putting in, like, space. That's going to tell you how far. 330,000. Oh. Well, look, all all that happened is, I was watching the hearing. 80.4 kilometres. Oh, maybe... <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Or 264,000 feet. Yeah, mm. so not 80,000 feet, 80,000 kilometres. Yes. There we go. All right, okay. So I obviously wrote it down wrong when I was <laughs> listening to him. But then, and I was like, I was thinking at the time, I was like, oh god, how far is that? I don't know how far that is. Is that fast or not? And then he went, that's the distance to space. And I was like, thank you. I can write that down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, forgetting the number, it came from space to that where they were in less than a second. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> so they they went and had a look in their planes, and they witnessed a tic-tac shaped object so like that kind of shape Mm -hmm. and it was hovering just below their jets and above the water they watched it for five minutes it didn't move for five minutes and then they descended to take a closer look and he said the object rose to approach his fighter jet and like mirrored their moves whatever whatever they moved it moved leading him to think that the object knew that they were there yeah 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 He said the craft had no visible propeller, rotor, wings, exhaust, anything that you would normally need in physics to fly. And then it completely vanished and it reappeared a few seconds away, 60 miles away. So about the encounter, he said, quote, the technology we faced is far superior to anything we had and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. End quote. Sweet Jesus. I know. Was it the size of a tic-tac as well? Or was no. it just the shape of a tic-tac? It was just the shape of a tic-tac. Wowzers, that's wild. Yeah. Um, so his encounter was actually caught on video and the Pentagon released it in 2020. Despite <clears throat> him, I watched it as well. Um, despite him and other pilots reporting the encounter using the appropriate channels, he said nothing was done. So I watched this video and it kind of doesn't really look like much of anything to me because it's it's very like military video and I'm sure it means something to people who know what they're looking at. Mm. I ain't got a fucking clue what I'm looking at. Yeah, I mean, you can watch it if you want, see if you can understand what's going on, but I, I couldn't. Okay. Okay, so the other witness now we've got is Ryan Graves. He's a former F-18 pilot with decades of experience and he's the one who's claiming that stigma silences military professionals who've seen things as they've got nowhere to report them to and when they do the government questions their testimony and their credibility Mm. so it can ruin their careers and he says that uap sightings are grossly underreported because of this stigma attached to reporting having seen a ufo you're going to sound mental aren't you Mm. 
Um, so he spoke about his own experience in 2014. Um, okay. He was on a training mission near Virginia. He detected unknown objects operating in airspace, and he dis- described an encounter when two F-18s were flying together. This, mm-hmm. These are planes, yeah, yeah. Right? And um, a UAP came up and split them down the middle, so they had to separate. And he described it as a box inside a sphere with the corners of the box touching the inside of the sphere. So completely different to anything we've ever heard of before. Oh, okay. So it's like a box in a circle. Yeah. So they reported what they'd seen, but it was dismissed. So that's when he decided to start his non-profit because of the poor response that they received. Yeah. Since launching his non-profit, he's been working with around 30 pilots who've seen things. And he says there are recurring sightings in Hawaii and Atlanta for some reason. And he thinks these accounts only scratch the surface because yeah. these are just people who are brave enough to come forward. He says he understands the scepticism, but if they, if he, if the, sorry, the, the people on the panel, if they had seen the data that he had, then they would understand that it's either an issue of national security mm. or an issue for science. Either way, it's an issue. He was also asked to describe an event that happened at an Air Force base in 2003 Mm -hmm. where Boeing contractors sighted a large red square approach the base from the ocean, hover at low altitude for about 45 seconds before darting off over the mountains. He said another event happened later that same day. And he said some of these squares that were flying up to them were acting in a threatening manner to the security guards. And he said it was about the size of a football field. So that's fucking huge. Wait, what? Yeah. There Imagine a, a big a, red square the size of a football feed, field coming at you. And, and I don't getting know what... up in your face like... Yeah, what? yeah, what? yeah, exactly. What fuck? I'd be like, dude, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Isn't it? And what's this square business? Like, this square thing keeps coming up. What's that about? I don't know. But then the Tic Tac, so like... Yeah... I don't know. Oh my god, does that mean they're coming from different... This is what I wondered. Or is it changing technology? Maybe. Maybe. So then I don't know why you... I don't know. Maybe it's just preference. Because they don't need to be aerodynamic, do they? Clearly. What do you mean? So we design, like, planes and stuff so that it stays in the air and... Oh, I see, Do you know what I mean? So we... Is that the right word, aerodynamic? I think I think what you're saying is I'm not sure if it's the right word or not I don't know but I think what you're saying is like we have to make our planes that obey to the laws of physics yeah they clearly but don't. they obviously don't need to worry so they yeah. they're like do you know what I want a big fuck off red fin <laughs> a really big square that's what will really piss them off that's yeah. what I want exactly mm. and if it's a square you've got more space you know yeah I mean it makes sense if it's a Tic Tac, then there's curves which is shaving off a space. You can't put a wardrobe in the corner of the curve. That's exactly. So, they might have been travelling for a while. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're travelling much faster than we are, but that doesn't mean it's not yes. a, long t- a long way from their planet. It's still a long way. It yeah. is a long way. So, he, when he was talking about the craft darting off over the mountains, he said, and he would know this because of his line of work, that no human would be able to survive the speeds that the objects were flying at. And I simply will not survive another minute without, without a another beer. <laughs> Lovely. Love it. <laughs> I love how you joined me on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So beer number two is coming from White Knuckle. Oh. Like white spelt like Isle of White. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. White Knuckle Brewery. So this is quite a new brewery. Um, they started in 2021. Oh, uh, So okay. brothers and father. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go on their website... The first thing you read is, quote, sustainable craft beer that is always unfined, unpasteurised, unfiltered and 100% vegan, mm. end quote. Okay. And I like that. Yeah. Um, you'll like these. So Fergus and Edward are the brothers and their dad, George. Fergus. I know, Great right? Name. I love that. Yeah. Uh, they're based in Benbridge on the Isle of Wight. Um, now, I know you're going to love these because um, they also have a passion for conservation and oh. local ecosystems. Oh. Um, and they give a portion of their profits to local conservation projects and charities. I do love that. I love that so much. <laughs> They're helping save the bees. Yes! <laughs> so, 
Um, all their beer is brewed on site at their microbrewery. They have a tap room slash pizzeria at the oh. Pilot Boat Inn in Benbridge. I will be going there next time I visit my family. I love it. Um, I did buy two beers from these guys, uh, but the one I chose for today is the Pale Ale. It's described on their website as a perfect summer session beer, which we love. Mm-hmm. It uses Chinook, Simcoe and Cascade hops. Mm. So taste... we've got three new hops today. We do. Mm. Yeah, because we've had Simcoe before, yeah. haven't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the taste is described as refreshing light malt, citrus and berry tones that are nicely bittered with a slight effervescence oh. lingering oh. on the palate. Effervescence. Effervescence. You've got a fizzy mouth today as well. I don't know what that fucking means. It's like, you know when you have like a Barocca or something and it fizzles up? That's effervescent. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, piss flaps. I've done a stuff. Piss flaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite. So, so it's my favourite exclamation. <laughs> I'm very excited. You can tell this is a newer brewery. Because all the other breweries that you can... I don't know, you can just tell from the logo. Oh, right, okay. All the other... Like, if you look at Yates's, you can tell they've been around for... Oh, like, I see what you mean. Years. Do you mean, like, the style of the logo yeah, or something? Yeah, it's, it's not very... Um, new school but that's yeah that's very yeah this this one looks very modern yeah that's yeah. the one not new school no that's fine i got what you were saying because because you, you said that apparently these are the island's first microbrewery Ooh. producing modern craft beers using the finest ingredients mm. i love that yeah definitely i get the, the effervescence oh i forgot about the effervescence ha ah, it's very bitter isn't it mm. it is very bitter it's more... I think it's a bit too bitter for me. I don't think it's... But just for preference. I don't, I don't mind it, to be honest, the um, the bitterness. But I don't think I would drink more than one. That's no. the thing, because of its yeah. bitterness. Okay. We'll get back to our aliens. Aliens! <laughs> so now we're going to get on to Grush. So okay. he was the real star of the show. He's the one that's, like, been pushed in... Well, not... Prodded by his friends and family. The one who's no. more likely to... No? No, he was... The, that's the Tic Tac guy. Ah, right, okay. So Grush is the one... He was the one who was um, the intelligence guy. He had access to everything until he found out he didn't have access okay, to okay. everything. Okay. So he claimed that he had knowledge of a multi-decade program in which the government collected and tried to reverse engineer crashed UAPs mm-hmm. and their technology. yeah, yeah, yeah. So despite being there to investigate and analyse claims of UAPs across all government departments and the military, he claims he was given this information by colleagues who still work with UAPs, but he was denied access. So this is quite an important point to note because he hadn't actually seen these things himself, but he'd been made aware of them through the course of his work. And he said, you know, these are people I trust and they're still working on these programmes. But it means we're watering down the sensationalism a tad here. But there are still some wild claims and accusations coming up. He was asked whether the US has the bodies of the pilots who piloted these vehicles. And he replied, quote, As I've stated publicly in my News Nation interview, biologics came with some of these recoveries, end quote. He said these biologics were, quote, non-human... And that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge on the programme that I talked to that are currently still on the programme, end quote. So what we're talking about here is... Aliens! Exactly. We're talking about real-life fucking aliens. Actual, actual extraterrestrials. Actual real ones. It's friggin' E.T. Now, in this hearing, he actually refused to be drawn on some of the specific detail that he gave in his News Nation interview like the specific details of the size and the shape of some of these craft and some of the specific names of individuals organizations or companies that had been covering up this information it's important to note here that in the hearing he was under oath Mm -hmm. and he said that he would be unable to give some of that information because it was being filmed he'd be unable to give some of that information publicly about individuals organizations and companies that have been covering up these alien recoveries but he would be able to for these representatives behind closed doors Mm. so grush he also went on to talk about some of the reaction that he'd received since becoming a whistleblower 
he suggested that he had received, quote, brutal retaliation for becoming a whistleblower. And he said he knew of people who'd been harmed or injured as the government tried to hide this information, like, about aliens. And he knew of people who were not only hurt by the government, but people who were injured or even killed whilst trying to reverse engineer the alien technology. Oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine saying that in fucking Parliament. That is horrendous. Yeah. That's scary shit. Well, him saying that out loud on that fucking interview means mm-hmm. that if he goes missing, yeah, we know it's yeah. an inside job. That's probably why he's done it now, because he knows. If I tell everybody, yeah, and I go missing. Yeah. And he, he said that his wife had even um, been subject to threats or, you know, retaliate. Re- Retaliation. Yeah. I can't say the other word I was trying to say. <laughs> what were you trying to Yeah, yeah, I was trying to say that one. Retaliatory. Behaviour is what I was going to try to say. Retaliatory. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, we got that. So Grush, he was also asked how a programme like that could actually be funded mm. without Congress knowing about it. And he alleged that it was funded through the misappropriation of funds. Oh, that's interesting, but not surprising. <laughs> no. So he was asked whether that means that the money that was supposed to go to other programmes yeah. was siphoned off to go here instead. And he answered, quote, yes, I have specific knowledge of that. So, you know, it's no wonder they're going after him. Ooh. Do you know, that is just that is just the pinnacle of the hypocrisy of the government. <laughs> You try, you try and avoid paying a little bit of tax, mm. or you skim off the top. You go into prison, but our federal fucking employees are going to do that for bloody aliens. <laughs> um. So there was a whole bunch of boring stuff about national security, but we're not really interested in that. No. But there were certain similarities between the accounts of all three witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the whole cube in a sphere description. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ryan Graves said the accounts that he'd received from the 30 or so uh, military personnel he was working with. 30 or so? 30, yeah. Really? And so he'd got reports of like, th- he was working with 30 different pilots um, who'd seen but things. all seen, oh yeah. shit, wowzers. And that's what you're saying, it only scratches the surface as well. These this is people. mental. Yeah. This, like, sightings were first started to be reported, like, over 100 years ago. Wow. It's taken that long yeah. for them to be outed. Well, this is kind of why I wanted to do the backstory at the yeah, beginning yeah. of, like, all the government things that had led to now. Because essentially now we're in a world where you can't really keep anything a secret. No. Because we... We've we, got camera phones. Yeah. And we, we encourage whistleblowing now. Yeah, yeah. You're not probably, People have more rights. Yeah. You're going to know. Because somebody, all somebody needs to do now is whip out their phone, make a quick video and post it to the internet. And then, like you say, if they're killed, everyone's going to fucking know what happened. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're living in that world now where you can't hide this shit anymore. No. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, so he said the accounts that he received from the 30 or so military personnel he was working with through his non-profit all talked about very similar encounters, mm. similar things happening to them. There was the fact that the technology that they'd seen absolutely outdid anything that they knew that the US government had or was even developing. Mm. It's not like they were test it's something that they were testing. And we're talking about people who have high level clearance so they would know what's being tested. Yeah. Like what's coming up. Um they all said, all three witnesses when asked said they believed that the government was proactively undermining reports of UAPs and they all believed there was a cover-up when it came to UAPs. So that's a big fucking statement. Like, they're all saying, your government is lying to you. I believe that. Yeah. From my high-level knowledge. Wow. Oh, I'm going to bust this case wide open. <laughs> so I'm what... very excited about... Well, what... See, this is the thing. This is what goes through my head is, what if it is like... Roger from fucking American Dad, and they have a much longer lifespan than we do. Mm. What if? What if some of? What if they're holding aliens captive? Yeah, and then they and the other aliens have to come for a fucking rescue mission because we try and rescue our hostages, right? Yeah, but I don't think we would from another planet. We're very uh, very selfish race. We'd be like mm, probably long that- gone. Is that not really, though, because it would take us so long, but it seems like these guys have much better technology. They're like, hey, 
You kidnapped Dave. I am coming down there and I'm getting Dave back. Well, no, I don't... I mean, if if one of, if someone was on the moon, we can get to the moon, mm-hmm. but it would cost too much. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we're very selfish as a race. Like... I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it, the, my mind goes to all different possibilities. What if they do have someone? Yeah. That's really fucked up. And also, if that was like your mum or your dad and they were being held, you'd want justice. Where yeah, are the justice yeah. for the aliens? Mm-hmm. They've not had a burial. Yeah. Like, we don't, if, if, they've, if they've died on this mission, well, we found their UAP. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just holding this fucking specimen like mm-hmm. it's it's something to i understand the curiosity but at the same time it's still a living being that's far more intelligent than you i love that you're campaigning for justice for the aliens yeah justice for the aliens <laughs> get your placard they deserve it too <laughs> but it's mad in it that like he's saying yeah there was some kind of non-human yeah thing that crashed to them and was recovered by the government so you know that the government's not just going to be like, oh, well, we'll bury this then and get on with it. That's They're never going to happen. Somewhere. Yeah. And you've got to wonder, what what have they found out as well? Like, what do oh, they it's know? it's been cut to pieces as well. Oh, that will definitely have happened. They've definitely cut it up. I wonder if it's just... I mean, because we can only use a certain percentage of our brains at any yeah, given time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Maybe it's just a race that has developed the ability to use 100%. Because Einstein was it. Um, the reason he was so smart is he could use 2% more of his brain than anybody oh, else right. can. Dunno. Yeah. Interesting. But I wonder if, like, maybe we're a relatively young planet in terms of, yeah. uh, you know, humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they've been around for much, much longer than us from wherever they are, and... That that's why they're so much more advanced than us, can use more of their brain than us, you know, all that sort of stuff, maybe. Maybe they're more advanced, in a sense, and they haven't destroyed their planet. <laughs> they figured out a technology where they can fly something without fucking mm. using fossil fuels and yeah. throwing out emissions everywhere. Well, and, well clearly. Yeah, if exactly. If the Tic Tac incident is anything to go off. If, if they can literally just float in a force field... Mm. Which is what the mm. squares are clearly doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they've managed to figure it out where they don't destroy everything mm-hmm. around them because they've been smart enough to think about these things. You always have. I love the aliens. They're my friends. <laughs> They're eco-friendly. <laughs> you think? In your head, they are. You've, yeah. made, you've made them into that now. Maybe they're trying to find an, a habitable planet. Yeah, maybe like, they've destroyed theirs before us. Is it habitable? And they keep coming back and like, mm, seems to be getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> is there any it's like guys they're just only about 10 years behind us yeah. honestly like let's move on <laughs> we need to find a map <laughs> um so grush also said he absolutely believes that the government is in possession of uaps and he said he knows where Ooh, area 51 but no oh. um but he didn't say um, in that televised hearing to protect witnesses, but did say that they had been reported to the Inspector General. So maybe something will come out in the future. So how do you know it's not Area 51 then? Because uh, in the hearing they kind of said about, like, everyone knew about Area 51, that's kind of done with now. It was very much a kind of, we don't use Area 51 for this sort of mm-hmm. thing. It was sort of generally... Area 52, I told you. <laughs> told you i told you if there is an area 52 i swear to god i forgot about area 52 i'll be so excited (laughs) if they're like we have area 52 i'd be like i knew before you even told us i knew about it (laughs) i really hope there is uh, so Congressman Burchett, he was one of the co-leader people of uh, of this investigation. He alleged that government agencies were not cooperating with this investigation, and that roadblocks had been put in place from other members um, of the of the you know Congress or whatever, the Intelligence Committee, and the Pentagon. So they were trying to stop this information from getting out, basically. Now, I mean, I guess I could basic I could kind of see people thinking, look. Don't come at me with your fucking alien shit. This is a waste of my time. I'm trying to get on with my day job, you know. But. Very arrogant. But, well, I mean, <laughs> the Pentagon are a bit busy. There's a lot of war going on at the minute, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that is true. So I could kind true. of see them being like, oh, shut up. 
But I also do believe him when he says, like, roadblocks were put in place and it felt like they were just trying to keep this hush-hush. Mm. Um, but then he also went on to say that the US has evidence of alien technology that, quote, defies all our laws of physics and could turn us into a charcoal briquette, end quote. Briquette? A briquette. What's that? You know, like one of them things that you stick... You know them, like, um, things you stick on the barbecue? I don't know why... <laughs> Just mind putting it on the barbecue like that would help. <laughs> okay, just turns into charcoal. We'll just leave it at that. It's okay, like a brick what? of charcoal, a briquette. Just a brick. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's a fucking brick. Why? What? The, why is it female? Burn her. We're fiery. I don't know. So apparently, Some he didn't bitches. know that those remarks would be inflammatory, especially in the fucking US. Um, so then he sought to downplay his comments a little bit by saying, quote, We're not bringing little green men or flying saucers into the hearing. Sorry to disappoint about half of y'all. We're just going to get the facts. But, you know, he was a little aliens are real and I'm right and everyone else is wrong. So mm. I'm not sure. Um, about the potential for the US government to have retrieved non-human remains from crash, crash sites... Congressman Burchett said he found the testimony to be credible and said possibly one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard come out of a politician's mouth, and we've heard it very much over the most recent years. He said, quote, I don't want to oversimplify it, but how are you going to fly one, meaning a spaceship? Mm. You've got you've got to have somebody in it. That seems to be pretty simple. End quote. First of all, we've just heard about this incredible technology that they have. You don't think that they... We have unmanned space... Like, unmanned craft now. You think we the aliens cars, don't? Cars can drive themselves now. Like, don't be a dumbass. As somebody they who might, works in the government, you should know that we have unmanned craft. They might have... They, they might be drones. That's what I mean. They've sent drones down and they're like, mm, with a giant microscope. No, no, no. Telescope. He's it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dum-dum. But yeah, anyway. Big stupid. He gets even better, though, um, because when he was asked what he'd learned from the hearing, he said, quote, I believe they exist. I knew that before I came in here. I didn't learn a lot because I knew the answers already, but I was glad that they put it on record. Unquote. Oh, shut up. Yeah. What you happened to prick. coming in with an open mind? Like, come on. In it. So, like, he's obviously in a completely unbiased, just searching for the facts kind of way. Um, and it feels like he's been, like, fascinated by aliens since he was a kid. And he wants to be, like, the Indiana Jones of aliens. You know what I mean? I don't get that because I've never oh seen Indiana God, Jones. Oh, my God, I hate you sometimes. I hate you because you keep putting film references in and you know for a fact I've not seen them. You've never seen Indiana Jones? No. Oh, you poor deprived and child. And now I won't because I've seen Big Bang Theory and they, there's an episode where they talk about how Indiana Jones has absolutely no influence on what actually happens in that film. Oh, hang on. That was about the Last Crusade. I think it's Last Crusade. That was about several of them. No, it's not. I know yes. the one. It's about the one with the Nazis. I know the one that they're talking about. I've seen the episode The episode that you're talking about. There was a couple that they But Temple about. of Doom is great. That was my favourite growing up. Never uh. <clears throat> mind. Right. <laughs> um, so what's happened since yet? Yeah. So the Pentagon, of course, denied any kind of cover-up. Yeah. Or even any knowledge of what Grush is talking oh, about. Oh, shut up. In it. We didn't even know. We don't know. Oh, what, like you out. didn't know that money was being put towards it? In did it. Did they siphon it, did they? Yeah. Mm. But people are starving on the streets, but okay. Yeah. Fine. Swat. <laughs> since the hearing, NASA has appointed a research director of UAP... And has promised more transparency about what it knows. Congress passed a defence policy bill that had originally included a presidential commission to review UFO records and measures to force the Department of Defence to declassify some records related to UAP, but they were removed from the bill before it passed. Mm. Um, What it did have was a requirement of the National Archives Office to collect records of UAP, um, and it also gave government departments the ability to keep some of those records secret. So we're not really any better off at all. Mm. Congressman Burchett was not at all happy about that. He said, quote, we got totally ripped off. We got completely hosed. They stripped out every part, end quote. So he's really not going to be the one to discover aliens, I think. And Well, that's silly. I don't get it. Like, oh, we're still going to keep things secret. Yeah, exactly. We get to do... Yes, absolutely we'll make things transparent, but we get to choose what we keep what we keep secret. 
Is it mm. was it was it Donald Trump that released a load of th- where pretty much everything's all redacted? Oh yeah, it's like that all over again. Yeah, that's like that's all that's ever going to happen. We're going to be no better off in terms of records and transparency. Let's be honest. Um, the Pentagon did release a uh, reporting tool for current or former federal employees to report what they know about government programs relating to UAPs, going all the way back to 1945. They've promised Ooh. a public portal on top of that, Ooh. Um, so you can basically search it. Uh, but whether or how that comes and whether everything is included or kept secret remains to be seen. Yeah, and when. So what do you believe? Do you believe the government is uh, secret squirrelling? <laughs> Clearly. Yeah? Yeah. I do. I mean, I believed that before. Yeah. But this is just absolutely... Blown the lid off this thing! <laughs> it was, honestly, it was wild. I was watching it. I was in bed on a Saturday morning. And I was typing away and I was like, my mouth was like, my jaw was hanging open. I was like, I, can't, I just can't, I had to keep reminding myself that I can't, like, this would be our equivalent of Parliament. Imagine somebody coming into Parliament and going, Boris has been keeping secrets about aliens, which, you know, Boris probably would. But I mean, he just... kept secrets about fucking piss-ups in COVID. <laughs> and how many kids he's got. And all that oh, yeah. yeah. And how many fucking strippers he's shagged. <laughs> how many times he's cheated on his wife. Cunt. Yeah. Mop but can you can you just imagine though, like sitting in par- people are sitting in Parliament, expert witnesses with a you know a long and um, decorated career, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there and going, "You are all lying." Yeah, you have been lied to. There are aliens, and your government knows about it. That would just be insane yeah. in our in our Parliament. Well, it's just insane in general. Yeah, I mean, I understand not wanting to cause hysteria. Um, I think maybe if it had been released 60 years ago, mm-hmm. then people would be more panicked about it because they don't have access to information like we do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. the fact that we can just jump on our phones and Google something, mm-hmm. see what's going on, it's a little bit less scary because you can, you can source that information mm-hmm. within seconds. Yeah. But at the same time, we deserve to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And also, we should have a say in how you treat the living extraterrestrials or the corpses of extraterrestrials. Because if you're potentially causing an intergalactic warfare (laughs) and we can't fucking fly without exhausts and engines and shit and they can just fucking float then <laughs> they, that's a problem they can just float a fucking football pitch over to us exactly and get, get all up in someone's face like what 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 see you and yeah. just piss off that's ridiculous mm. just, i just if you're hearing this i know you're not but aliens <laughs> please know. exactly maybe they can mm. we're not all assholes it's just <laughs> the, just the higher up it's ones kind of the people in power yeah, well, not all of them. Some are really trying to make a difference. Yeah. Very few, don't get me wrong, but <laughs> Yeah. Some of us some of us care about you. Do you know what? When I asked you that question uh, sorry, when I wrote this initially with that question in it, I had not foreseen that your interpretation of this would be to advocate for alien rights and you <laughs> always go your own way and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well it's true. If I if I was an alien or my family was an alien on another planet no, being mistreated like that, I'd be female. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if I had the power to do something about it, which they clearly do... Yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. It's ridiculous. On this planet, you don't have rights... Well, I mean, even country to country. Mm, yeah, they're all different. I don't... I wouldn't have rights in, in America like Americans do. Yeah. And that's ridiculous mm. to me. Mm. So they would they if they look down on people from literally a step over the border, mm-hmm. then they're gonna look down on an alien race. What they're yeah, gonna do? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they made it here. Hey, we're America. We do what we like. Land of the free. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Dave the alien. I think he would disagree. <laughs> exactly. Well, regardless of what you believe, it's absolutely wild. The yeah. aliens are being discussed in Congress. Absolutely. Grush was asked about interdimensional travel. Alien craft that can disable radar and flares, whether people have been murdered to hide evidence, and whether the government has made contact with aliens. Oh, they've definitely murdered people. Oh, 100%. Let's be honest. I'm convinced. Oh, 100%. I'm convinced. Um, and something I just want to finish with, though, because like, I am done now, but 
Why is it always in the US? No, aliens. See, do you know, this was the first thing that went through my head when mm. you were saying all the different places. Where yeah. I was like, why is it always in the US? Yeah. But maybe maybe it does happen in other countries. Like, it could be happening in China and Russia, but we're not going to know about no, it. No, Because of the way that they're governed. Yeah, that's true. But, like, here... If someone went up against Putin lying about it, they'd get shot. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. 100%. No one's going to stand up against him because they'll get shot. Yeah. Like, China... It's, they keep it well they try to keep COVID under their hats so, yeah they, you know. they try and keep anything under their hats yeah. the chairman um, well in fact I'm not going to go any further into that because I'm going to yeah. talk about China oh, in the next couple of weeks mm. North Korea I would say they don't because they're really struggling with their missiles so I'm sh- sure they don't have any extra technology but the UK right we're kind of a sort of a whatever kind of nation but if we're only we, tiny yeah why would they come here they're probably going to yeah. go to the larger places that's true yeah because I was thinking, like, if we, if an English person saw something, they'd immediately film it and put it on Facebook or something like that, wouldn't they? And But then maybe we'd all be like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, mm. it's just I, silly. I, I reckon that there's something in particular that they'd be looking for. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't bother going to a tiny island. You'd go to something bigger and zip around to try yeah. and find what it is you're looking for. Mm, I don't think they'd bother with a smaller... Plus... We don't know their limitations. There might be a limitation based on amount of water. Yeah. They might have to keep away from it. So if you go to mm. a tiny island, I don't know. That That's just the first thing that came to my head. Mm. It might be absolute nonsense. Mm. But water might have an impact on it. I suppose no, the, like the moon has an impact on the waves. Oh, yeah. And I suppose if you think about, you know, broader than the United States, you think about North America and South America, and stuff, that's a huge amount of land there. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Why would you go to a piddly little island? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Atlantic when you can go somewhere bigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And getting that sort of information out is going to be difficult in a lot of countries. Mm -hmm. Like in South America, they don't have the same sort of technology in quite a lot of places. Mm. And they're they're all governed differently. I think it depends on how you're governed. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think if they went to Australia... I bet that there probably are uh, loads of US sight- uh, sorry, Australian sightings and things. I did try and look briefly into UK sightings, but there wasn't really anything, mm. uh, nothing, certainly nothing on this scale. And, you know, the Americans love a conspiracy, don't they? Oh, so yeah. They love to blow their kids wide open. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Aliens too. So. Well, thank you for that. I really yeah. enjoyed that. I, when you first mentioned to me that, that this sort of thing was about to happen, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so excited. And I purposefully not looked into it, but I'm like, aliens! Aliens! <laughs> so I'm really excited that you did this. Thank you so much. It was an interesting couple of hours watching that that hearing. And so it was like, what is happening in the world? I kind of want to watch it now. Well, a lot of it's boring, but the bits oh. that, are, are, that are salacious are like, it's wild. It's like, mm. oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Under oath. Yeah. Like crazy. Um, I've realised we haven't given out our social information for ages. Can you remember oh any of it? Uh... So we've got Facebook, which is I Don't Believe It Podcast, I yeah. think. Yeah. I Don't Believe It Podcast. Um, Instagram. Uh, I Don't Believe It. Or you can email us at I don't believe it at gmail.com. Um, Happy New Year, all. Happy New Year. And thank you for listening. Love you, my pretties. <laughs> now you believe it. Now you believe it. The craziest thing that you'll ever hear. Now you believe it. Now you believe it. You believe anything after a bit